wouldn't it be nice if people ran around with a little label on their forehead, like a like a light? You know, sometimes you see those comedy skits where they have a a beacon across their forehead that tells you what they're thinking. It's like that uh, like that game where they actually put something on their forehead and you have to make them guess what's written on their forehead. Wouldn't it be nice if they actually had a label on their forehead that said good or evil? Bad or good? I'm a terrible person. I'm an awesome, an awesome person. You can trust me. Don't trust me. Wouldn't it be nice if everyone came with a label like that on their forehead? Maybe a little light that flashed a certain color if they were in a good mood or they were being a good person. Or if they were up to something wickedly deceptive. They were just about to lie to you about something. It would flash a different color. So you'd be like, oh yeah, I see your intent. Wouldn't it be nice if we had that? Well, unfortunately, most humans don't come with that unless you learn to read body language and facial tics and, and all the other kinds of signs about people lying. And that's why we need leaders more than anything else. The ability to read and understand people, the ability to deal with that deception that comes when the intention blurs the line between good and evil. And that's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. I, I know that there are times that we see someone doing something and in the action that they're taking, we think, wow, they're doing such good things. We had all kinds of unrest across the U.S. in 2020. A lot of it had to do with racial injustice. And there was some racial injustice that needed dealt with. But I've had a lot of conversations with people of color in the United States for multiple generations. And the way racism looks today, the way racial injustice looks today versus how it looked 50 years ago, 75 years ago, 100 years ago, is an entirely different thing. And the fact that we magnify the smaller issues and kind of dismiss the larger issues is... Well, that's a challenge. But see, that's when the line between good and evil, the line between right and wrong, the line between even good and bad, gets blurred by the intentions of the actors in the game. It has been discovered that one of the individuals who was responsible for the movement of BLM, which became a global movement and, and had a lot of traction and, and made a lot of change and at least got a conversation started globally about the issues, that actor uh, actually, well, spent multiple millions of dollars that were given to the organization to buy a lot of real estate and property and change their status in life as opposed to spending that money to continue the good of the message. Good or evil, hard to discern, were the lines of good and evil blurred by the intentions of the individual actor? Hard to say. Do we judge the whole organization on the actions of that one? It's hard to say. Now, we do it in other categories, don't we? If a pastor makes a mistake, if a preacher or a priest does something stupid and humiliating, the whole church is bad. No, it's not just the whole church. It's anybody who has a religious ideology. They're bad. It, it, if one political figure makes a mistake, does something wrong, does something even minuscule, if they're on a certain ideological waveform, then they are the worst human alive. Meanwhile, people of the same stature on the other ideological waveform behave exactly the same way, and they're applauded. It's just, you know, it's just people being people. That's what people do. 
But if you have this ideology, no, it's they're they're evil people. That's why they do that. You follow what I'm saying? Because there's a whole lot of that going on, and I don't just mean in local politics or local school boards. While it's true there as well, I mean in global politics. I mean in global diplomacy. That kind of silliness happens. On a regular basis, we see these clashes of personality, these confrontations in front of the cameras. We see these aggrandizing statements, so-and-so did such-and-such, and, such, and, and they should be destroyed over that, canceled, lose their financial abilities, their, their bank account should be closed because they believe like that. And suddenly, the judgment of one opinion weighs heavily over the judgment of another opinion. But the reality is, you can't really label one good and the other one evil. You can't label one good and the other one bad, the one righteous and the other unrighteous or holy and unholy. Really what we're talking about is one opinion versus another opinion. One human's ideology of what's right and wrong and another human's ideology of what's right and wrong, and they both lost the moral compass of the fact that there might actually be an absolute truth. There might actually be a standard that says anything like this is wrong and anything like that is right. But we don't want to play there, do we? No, because it's easier to play the game of putting down the ones we disagree with as our political enemies. Now, here's the real challenge that we run into. We need leader who, leaders who have not only the ability to discern one group from the other, the ability to discern the intentions, good or bad, the ability to discern the pathway that we will follow. We need leaders who can also read the human enough to say, I, I hear what you're saying, but I also see what you're doing. And I have a really good idea based on your history and the history of other people who have thought like that, taught like that, behaved like that, I can put two and two and two and two together and come to the conclusion that we're about eight steps away from absolute disaster. Because while you're telling me that you're going to do this, I know that you're actually going to do that. I, I see the rope-a-dope coming. I understand why you're causing me to look over there when I should be looking over here. I get it. I'm ahead of you. I'm several steps ahead of you. Do I, I do some work with some political strategists strategists who understand these things about messaging. How when you start with a core message that looks like this and you kind of get off track with it, or you start with a core message that starts with some really basic truth, but you're not really telling the whole truth, how those things begin to show up further down the road. And those are pretty significant. A strategist that recognizes your opponent doing the same thing, kind of telling a half-truth, a partial truth, a currently convenient truth that really is pointing at you and your failure, that really is pointing at you and your mistakes in order to hide their own. See, that's a, that's a game that we play in politics. It's a game that we play in business. It's a game that we play when trying to sell against our competition. If we see another business is encroaching in on our customer base and they might be able to take the attention of our customers and get them to do business with them instead of us, we might talk dirt about them, talk trash about them. See, now we're in that place again where we're saying, are, are these facts? Is this truth? Is this good or bad? I need that sign on the forehead of the person talking to me. Are, are they telling me the truth because it's beneficial to me? Or are they using some facts that maybe they're a little questionable, but genuinely they're facts that point to a negative about my 
counterpart that would benefit them and not benefit me? Which one is the truth? And, and what are their intentions behind this? The more time you spend in leadership, the more time you'll realize leadership is not just about telling people, go do this and you go do that and you go do this. Leadership is about reading the people that you're leading. It's about reading the people that you're working with. And they may not necessarily be leaders. They may be uh, cooperative companies or cooperating companies. They may be individuals across the world who have an entirely different social culture, a different way of understanding, a different way of communicating. And because of that, you've got to be very diligent in how you manage emotional intelligence, very diligent about how you manage your P's and Q's, so to speak, to make sure that as you bring various ideas to light, you're not offending somebody. Because they will judge how you do that based on your intentions and your actions and how those things impact them. You better be ready to wear that label, good or bad. You're good or evil. You, you better be ready as a leader to be honest with yourself and say, am I making this statement? Am I taking these steps because it's the right thing to do? Or am I making these statements and taking these steps because right now it benefits me for some manipulative idea that I have for the future and I need to set this up, so to speak. If you listen to good communicators talk, almost everything they say is a setup for something they're going to deliver later. A comedian has to establish a premise and start you down the path before the punchline has any payoff. If there is no premise, there is no payoff. If there is no A and B, then there is no three. And if those don't come in the right sequence, then you have no joke. You have no funny. In the same way, leaders need to be aware that the A is coming, the B is coming, and the punchline is probably going to be going another direction. If you're not ready for that in negotiating with people, then you're going to find yourself behind the eight ball really fast. If you're not ready to read the AB3 of modern communications and regular relationships, you're going to find yourself stuck wondering, was that a good idea, a bad idea, a right idea, a wrong idea, or was that a manipulative practice for the purpose of setting me up for their long-range intentions? Are they doing what they're doing right now because it's a good idea? Or are they doing what they're doing right now because it's the A for their B, even though three is going to go on the other way? That's the work of a leader. And if you don't know how to do that yet, get some books. Get busy reading. Study things like neurolinguistic programming and body language. And study some of the things around your field like neuroscience and politics. And understand that all of these things impact your daily life. I don't care if you're an Uber driver or the CEO of a, a grocery chain. When global entities begin to manipulate finances of a nation for the purpose of controlling the behavior of a nation, you're next. You're next. Do they have a good label or a bad label? Do they have an evil label or a wicked label or a, or a righteous label or an unholy label? No, they don't. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to do what they want to do. They're going to do things their way. And you're going to pay the price. I recommend that you do some reading, both history and current affairs. And get up to date, get up to speed on what's going on around you. They're not going to wear labels. You're going to have to discern their intent all on your own. And that's what we need leaders for. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. 
for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.